We do know that text and another component, which people are also scared of, they're scared of the phone and they're also scared of video. And we need to overcome that because our top responders are doing both text and video. But here's what I can tell you. This, this is a number. Are you ready for it? Yep, let's go. Only 9% of builders are utilizing texting. Nine. percent mm which is crazy. And, um, you know, in today's day and age, that's how we communicate. And so with, if you have a proper follow-up plan in place, it has multiple touch points of varying channels. So you have your phone calls, you have your emails, you have your text messages, you have your video emails. And there is a science to all this. Like timing and everything is key. So we know by our behaviors, we study it. And so we have this plan in place that really has, this is when you're doing your email, your phone call, your text, and it's very strategically laid out. And so you're trying to connect with them on all different platforms. But many people aren't even utilizing the, this this outreach, which is crazy. I mean, I, I was shocked to see that only 9% of builders are utilizing the text as a platform. Hi, and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Building Perspective. And today we are going to be talking about our online builder shop results. And I have a guest with us who's not really a guest. She is a long, long time member of group two. And we were talking about this today and we actually can't believe this is her first time being on the podcast. We're not actually even sure how that happened. Um, but I have our uh, Alexis Udine with us. So Alexis, welcome to Building Perspective. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. I cannot believe I haven't been on either. I feel like I have. But indeed, this is my first time and I am so excited to be joining you all today. Absolutely. And again, like, I don't even know how that how that even happened. But so let's talk a little bit first in case you're not aware if you've never worked with Alexis and you're, you're not a group two client. And you've never, uh, you know, met Alexis, or if you are a group two client, but yet you don't necessarily work directly with Alexis, let uh, Alexis, why don't you share a little bit about um, your background, what you do at group two, and kind of some exciting stuff of what's going on now. Yeah, so I am one of a not an OG, but one of the <laughs> longtime um, team members of Group Two. I actually have been in the industry now for over thirteen years, which is crazy. Um, started in two thousand eight at Group Two Advertising, and really just started from the ground up. You know, um, assisting anyone and everyone. So I dabbled in account services and media planning, and anywhere they needed help, I was eager to learn and learn about the industry. And so. Um, that was really my start and then um, left for a little while because I decided that I wanted to pursue um, a master's in education. And that was also around you know 2008, 2009 time period when the industry was going through a little something. So yeah, right. <laughs> took that opportunity and was like, going to get this degree. Always had a passion for education and teaching. And so did that. 
Molly and I remained in close contact, um, and I remained in contact with many of the people at the Group 2 team, and the opportunity presented itself for me to join again. And I came back and, again, jumped in working with builders directly as their strategist um, on everything. And um, then again, decided that I wanted to kind of bring my experience full circle and the opportunity to work with a builder came my way. And so for about three years, I left group two um, and joined a builder, a local builder in our area who actually built my very first new construction home, um, Schaefer Family Homes, and um, was able to do their marketing. um, And then their online sales counselor role was really what I was hired for, and then eventually sold. So I sold Active Adult, I sold Build on Your Lot, so really did everything and anything. And it was great experience, and I was really happy to be able to kind of bring things full circle. During this time, I also built a second new construction home. And so really getting to see things from the builder's perspective and a customer consumer perspective. Again, my passion was marketing and Molly and I remained close friends and came back to group two and have been here since. And my role um, as an account supervisor, I work with all builders um, of all sizes, really kind of driving the ship of their strategy and their marketing. Um, It's something I love, uh, developing relationships and partnerships with our builders. So that's kind of the background, the 13-year back and forth of Alexis and Group 2. And I will never leave Group 2. I will die here. And um, yes, Molly, I said that. And now, you know, I've always really wanted to kind of further what we could offer to our builders. And so, you know, you and I have been working on this for a very long time now. And What we're super excited to kind of add to my resume and our offering at Group 2 is online sales coaching. So that's kind of, you know, the latest. Sound effect. (laughs) That's cute. And (laughs) so, yeah, I can now say that I'm director of online sales coaching, which is super exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So we never use this podcast to talk about what Group 2 does and services and all that kind of stuff. Um, today's the exception. So <laughs> you guys would have seen that, you know, you know, through our social media or email announcements and super excited to to bring that kind of full circle based really off of um, direct builder requests of us offering that that program and that online sales training and coaching. And so super excited to have Alexis heading that up and, and, and really helping builders. Cause this was something that we were really, you were really doing um, on a really kind of an as needed basis when they needed, when somebody needed help or a fresh set of eyes to look yeah, at the program. And just come up in conversation, to be honest with you, you know, sales and marketing go hand in hand. And I would ask about their leads and their appointments. And so you know, it, it was a natural progression for us to kind of go here. It made sense. And again, requests and people trust us and um, just to kind of keep it under one roof really made sense moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's a really great info background. We're all super excited to to continue to bring this, this what we can, how we can help our builder partners kind of full circle. Um, but so let's let's get into what our real topic of the day is, which is let's talk about on our online builder, like our secret shop. So we did this um, in 2020, yeah. and then we just also just refreshed it um, for 2021, right? So, and I, and I do want to preference that um, when we did this shop, um, this was prior to when we started the shop process. 
this was prior to really, you know, a lot of builders in the market, uh, different markets starting to like restrict sales and shut down communities and things like that because of essentially being sold out. So we want to, I want to preference, there are no, we, there are no excuses here. Right? <laughs> there, there are no excuses of, well, we're probably just, you know, they're not, taking appointments or so, you know, that's why the, the shop results are what they are. Um, this was all done in the active, everyone is selling kind of timeline. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So with that kind of caveat, let's, let's talk about what some of these results look like. And we, as we go along, Alexis, we can yeah. kind of compare, um, this year's results to some of the last year to statistics to really see like, did we get better? Like right. years past, have we gotten better? And oh, the answer yeah. some of it is like, sometimes yes, other times no, right? Well, guess what, Matt? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, right. And so, yeah, just to kind of piggyback off what you said. So we did it in 2020, which let's call that like a normal market, if you will. Definitely. And then we did it again in 2021. And we'll say it's a crazy market. But when it comes down to it, the results of 2020 were not so great. And we shared this with our clients and it was like, yeah, you know, this is the situation and we could only offer so much. So then we did it again in 2021. And to be honest with you, there was little improvement. And what's so exciting is we can say, hey, these are the results. This is what we can do for you. Um, but overall, what I have to say is looking year over year into different kind of markets, um, there was little improvements here and there, but for the most part, it was really eye-opening um, to see what is happening out there. And um, yeah, I like I said, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but the results were, um, they were interesting. That's right. You are, they were interesting. That is correct. <laughs> and so just so everybody knows, so like this, this shop happened over a period of 30 days. So yep. essentially a, uh, an online lead was submitted, a real name. Yep. A real email address, a real phone number was yep. also given. This wasn't just a an email only lead. This was Everything. an actual phone number given. And for the marketers and OSCs and you know, ever, anybody listening that handles leads, if you get someone to volun that voluntarily leaves you their phone number, that is a high quality lead. So that is what it was, and it was. We did it down inside of like a community level page. So it wasn't like on a form that just came off the generic, a generic form off the homepage. Like this came down at a community or home level page off builder websites. These were all builders in the top 200 list. Yep. Um, so it wasn't like someone that's necessarily really, really small. It wouldn't have the staffing or things like that. These are all bigger home builders. Basically what you're saying is no excuses. There's no, I'm, I'm pretty much saying there were no, there's no excuses here. Our friends at group two were pretty sneaky and we did this the right way to really kind of see how you performed. Um, and so, yeah, we did all of that and then some, and so we're looking at um, a couple different metrics. We're looking at follow-up time and I don't know if we want to start there. Yeah. And we're also, okay. So follow-up time, Matt, what would you say um, our builder should be aiming for in terms of follow-up? So if a new lead comes in um, and it's got, especially got a phone number on it um, and it comes in during business hours because these came in during business hours, Yep. Um, the ideal timeline is less than five minutes. That's correct. Everyone yep. knows speed sells. And so the average response time, now this is 2021, the average response time of our builders, are you ready for this? I'm ready. 
17 hours. That is the time that is taking a hot lead comes in on your website and it's taking 17 hours for you to respond. Now, fun fact, that is a nine hour improvement compared to 2020, which is, yeah, we can say that. Now, another thing I can tell you is speed sells. And if you're responding first, you are more likely to be picked by anyone over the competition. So 50% of people doing their online shop are going to choose the vendor or the builder that responds to them first. And so let that sit with you for a minute. 17 hours. I, I think when we're, we're comparison, we're, when we're saying that's a non-hour improvement compared to 2020, I think that's like saying I only gained 10 pounds during COVID. <laughs> That's trying to take a negative and spin it into a positive, yeah, right? Yeah, we're just, again, we don't want to sugarcoat, but 17 hours, I mean, again, just think about your competition. Think about someone being out there and they're active and you're losing them. You're not even going to get the opportunity to connect with them. And so, yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say about that. Um, and again, you know, it's not like these are happening at 1130 p.m. at night. Um, so 17 we hours, don't, we don't even have to say like, everyone knows 17 hours is too long, right? Yeah. Like we all know that 17 hours is too long. And depending on when that came in, like that could be, that could, that to the buyer that can feel it's can be over a day, right? Even though it's 17 hours, it could be like over a day when it comes to like the timing and all that kind of stuff with the buyer. Um, and, and a fun fact. So if you're following up within that five minutes, which is what you want to do, your conversion, um, it makes your conversion nine times more likely. So just think about that. Um, that's how that speed and that time is so powerful. And we did have a few builders. There was a couple, maybe one or two that responded within that five minutes, which is great. Kudos to you. Um, but again, as an OSC, you really are setting the stage for the customer experience. And, you know, people have only so much patience and they like the communication. So again, if you're setting the stage and you're responding right away, um, that's kind of painting a picture of how this experience is going to go for that customer from start to finish. So that's why it's so important. Uh, totally. And, and I want to, I also want to say like, we have to, what we're talking about, these kind of baseline numbers and what you should be doing, we're, we're, we are really thinking about what a in a normal environment is like because right now if you remember you remember the show mr rogers oh yes mr. rogers neighborhood yes and he had the train and you would get on and you would go to the land of make-believe right yep i remember we're in the land of make-believe right now. like we all got on mr rogers train and we like went into the to the crazy freaky world of the hand puppets in the world of like it's not real life and so you know, because we can do a really crappy job of lead follow-up right now and buyers are still like beating down our doors right. because they'll just like buy whatever you can throw at them. Um, so we're getting away with like, you could be like, oh, our, our timeline to follow up really sucked, yeah. but we're still selling more homes than we've ever sold. It, it's, it's because of the scenario and yeah, we can't well, let these bad habits. Exactly. I was going to say, it's almost like condoning bad behavior. Because totally. right now people are eager, eager, they want to make an appointment. You almost won't even have to work for it. But what's going to happen when things return to normal? And what's going to happen when that hose turns off? You need to have the foundation and the processes in place to set up your OSCs for success. So that's why maybe you're getting away with it now, but there's going to come a time where you're going to have to have this foundation and these um, systems in place to succeed. And that's the bottom line. 
Yep, without a doubt. Okay, so 17 hours to, mm. uh, to just to respond. Um, and we do also want to say that no autoresponders counted. So if you got an immediate autoresponder, we threw that out. That does not count as a response because buyers know when they get an autoresponse. They right. know a human yeah. didn't send it in 0.2 seconds from when they submitted their thing. So that, that part doesn't count. So we did get better, nine-hour improvement. But yeah, so what? It's like saying I only gained 10 pounds. Uh, I still, I still gain ten pounds. Um, so okay, let's continue. And just a fun fact: fastest response time three minutes. The longest time to respond, and this is no joke. And I, it was was twenty one days. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just move on from that. What else are we measuring? So yeah, speed sells. That's number one. No question to it. Five minutes or less. That's your benchmark. The next thing that we're kind of looking up is looking at is how many outreaches. How many times are we getting followed up with? Um, and so I can tell you right now that 31% of builders followed up once, one time. What does that mean? You filled out a contact form. Oh, hey, you know, you reached out, sent that email or that phone call, and then you wiped your hands clean. And guess what? You never did it again. 31% of builders are doing that. And, and, and only 57% responded more than once. Yep. So basically half of us. Right. Only. And that was just like a couple times. Right. And then right. so then what's the other one that was really like kind of sh the one that was really shocking to me outside of the only followed up once. Go ahead. The 11. So like roughly a little over 10 percent of builders are following up six or more times. That's such a low number. And one thing we know is it takes at least six to eight touches or outreaches to generate a viable sales lead. And. 90% of our builders aren't even giving them the self the opportunity to create that lead because yep. only 11% of builders are following up more than six times. Yep. And so our average number of follow-ups made, and again, this, you know, because of Ooh. like the longest time to respond was 21 days. Um, we threw that number out when factoring in the time to response of 17 hours because yeah. we didn't want that to skew Through the numbers. Yes, that's right. So just just if you're if you're analytical and you're following along, um, that 21 days did not skew the 17 hour response time. Um, but what was the total average number of follow up attempts made? All right. You ready for it? Ready Two, two point three seven to be exact. Um, so, yeah. That's crazy to me, like shocking. And so maybe that's an email or a phone call. And again, you're wiping your hands clean. You're never reaching out again um, over that time period. And that's just not a good practice whatsoever. But that's what the majority of builders are doing. They're reaching out a total of two and change. Um, and they're not even like, again, getting that viable lead or nurturing or giving themselves a chance or an opportunity um, to get that uh, appointment. And to, and to compare that number, and yes. the previous year's number, the average number of follow-ups made is 2.87, right? I know we can't have a 0.87 or a 0.37 follow-up attempt, but right. we obviously we average it all together. So essentially, we still sucked last year too, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, you can see here the, the trend is little to no improvement. Maybe 5% improvement here or there. Um, but just looking year over year, yeah, not so strong. And like I said, I, I we don't want to sugarcoat it, sugarcoat it, but what we found and what we uncovered was really, really shocking. Um, not really. Was it shocking? I guess not. 
<laughs> I mean, come on, we're, we're on the marketing side yeah. and we're looking at leads every day. Like that is not, that it's not, you know, we're, it's surprising in the sense that we look at this and go, why, you know, and yeah. then, but it's also like, you know, it, it's not shocking that it happened. Um, all right. So we also broke out the difference of what it looked like when a builder had an OSC, it, a visible OSC on their website versus one without an OSC. Correct. And one thing just to kind of start is I think another thing, and again, maybe it's not surprising, but we still have builders out there that don't have OSCs. In today's market with the amount of leads they have, and they either have you know a salesperson taking them, but they don't have that dedicated OSC. And I do think this is the perfect time for some of our builders who you know are cutting off sales or crushing their goals to take a step back and say, okay, I have all the sales I need, but do I have everything in place? And this is the time that if you don't have a CRM, maybe you should invest one. Invest in one. If you don't have an OSC, why not? Now's the time to start vetting it. And so I, I do think there's a bigger picture here that we have to look at. And I do think there are so many builders out there that have the volume, but they haven't taken that step to hire the OSC. And maybe it's because they don't have the time to train them or set them up for success. And that's really where we can come in. But I think that's a whole nother um, kind of uh, conversation, I guess. But yes, we did break it down because we do have some that have a dedicated OSC and some that don't. But either way, everyone's getting online leads, uh, especially in today's digital world more so. And so we kind of looked at both situations. Yep. So... Um, all right. So when we're looking at this breakdown, so one of the things that we looked at, so average number of responses with an OSC was 2.87. That's yeah. like, that's with an OSC. Which is what, what, what processes do you have in place? What kind of training did you receive that this is okay? Right, exactly. Right. So it would be one thing if when you start separating the numbers out and you're like, okay, this, the people that had an OSC versus that didn't have an OSC, maybe the ones that didn't have an OSC really brought the average number of responses way down. Right. But when you split it out, it was 2.87 with an OSC, 2.04 without an OSC, right? right. I mean, so they're basically no different at all on average. And so then you start looking like, well, what, like you just said, what are the processes? How are you, like, what's the training that you've had? You know, like, if you've had training, clearly we're not, you know, that, that position's not following the process. And is that, is continual coaching being had or those, right. is the right, are the right systems being, are, the, are the right systems set in place to identify these things along the way and where it doesn't require like a yearly shop um, to bring these kind of things to your attention. Right. And so then you start looking at with an OSC, we start breaking down how many people never got a phone call with an OSC. What percentage? Uh, 53%. 53% with an OSC what didn't even make a phone, phone call. Who, why are you scared of the phone? I, I tell you, it's actually, again, not surprising, but that's what we find. They don't want to pick up the phone. And, you know, in daily life, again, we're more likely, we don't call anymore to say happy birthday. We text. But yeah. as your job as an online sales counselor, you have to pick up the phone. And we'll get into other um, forms of communication, but 53% are never making that phone call. Yeah. And then you compare that to, if you don't have an OSC, 87% never attempted a phone call, right? Yep. So the lead came in. And so here's how this goes. So 
without an OSC. Lead comes in, the lead gets comes to someone, and then someone then either is that that someone is either the the on-site salesperson or it's a manager of some sort right. that's taking that sees the lead and then distributes the lead based on the interest of where the customer or that prospect is is saying that they're interested in and in, in looking. And so then that gets sent out and distributed to that to that salesperson. And so no phone call was made. Or one of the things that we see happen a lot, especially if the leads are going to an on-site salesperson, is there's going to be one phone call attempt made. And this is exactly what our numbers show. So if they didn't have an OSC and it went to a went to on-site, there was one phone call made. Yep. And then after that. If that we obviously we didn't pick up the phone, we we wanted to let that follow up process roll out roll out without an engagement to see how long it goes. That was it, folks. It was a wrap. Like yep. after that phone call, there was an initial email, and after that phone call, nothing else happened. Again, yeah, it was a wrap. No more follow up. Which is, yeah, and all I have to say is think about what your competition like. You're getting eliminated before you even have the chance to speak to anybody like they're they're eliminating you and so i always say think about what your competition's doing they're calling picking up the phone you're not even getting the opportunity to put yourself out there you're being eliminated from their new home search without any opportunity which is crazy yep that's right and and the other kind of surprising with even with an osc only 20% of our shop results came in where there were two or more phone calls attempted. Yeah. You call until they don't, they answer you and tell you to go, you know, where, um, you keep calling and I can tell you, you know, our plan and our processes that we have in place has, you know, 24 plus touch points with phone calls being sprinkled in there many more times than two. That's right. Text so. messages, right? People prefer, well, we'll get to uh, that. That's another alarming thing, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit on that. Yeah. So um, what's interesting is, you know, when I was doing this job, text wasn't a big, such a big thing. And people felt that text messages might have been a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you didn't want to go there with prospects. You thought you were like maybe intruding on their privacy or something yeah. of that nature. And the truth is, that's just not the way it is anymore. And so in some of the training that we have done with people, I'll say, Hey, have you gotten to connect with anyone on the phone? And they're like, no, I can't get anyone on the phone. They don't answer. They don't return my calls. Did you try texting them? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let me try doing that. And we would have a follow-up coaching call. And they said, guess what? Everyone, they're getting back to me by text. That is working. People are responding that way. Yep. And so we do know that text and another component, which people are also scared of, they're scared of the phone and they're also scared of video. And they, we need to overcome that because our top responders are doing both text and video. But here's what I can tell you. This, this is a number. Are you ready for it? Yep. Let's go. Only 9% of builders are utilizing texting. Nine. percent mm. Which is crazy. And, um, you know, in today's day and age, that's how we communicate. And so with, if you have a proper follow-up plan in place, it has multiple touch points of varying channels. So you have your phone calls, you have your emails, you have your text messages, you have your video emails. And there is a science to all this. Like timing and everything is key. So we know buyer behaviors, we study it. And so we have this plan in place that really has, this is when you're doing your email, your phone call, your text, and it's very strategically laid out. And so you're trying to connect with them on all different platforms. But 
many people aren't even utilizing the, this this outreach, which is crazy. I mean, I, I was shocked to see that only 9% of builders are utilizing the text as a platform. And and it's important, like you said, to, to note, the top responders, the one that the ones that did it in three minutes, right? The, the very top responders all throughout the follow-up process utilized phone, text, mm-hmm. and video emails all within the follow-up process itself. Yep. And, and so it's not a shocker at all that th- those were the top, those were the ones yeah. are the top responders. Yeah. And the other thing, and I will say, I get it. I remember when I started out as OSC and they said, back in the day we used iJot. Today, you know, popular platforms might be BombBomb. I, I don't know if iJot still exists. I don't even know if but, it does. I okay. used iJot they back were like, in the day. I read it. They're like, you're going to have to make some videos and you're going to have to send it. And I was like, oh my God. I remember sitting in the sales office being so intimidating. And, and my my advice to you is get past it. Practice, start sending your video emails. And honestly, they become secondhand nature. Craft a day where all you're doing is your video emails. And I have to tell you, you will be amazed. They might not respond to your phone calls or your emails, but you send that video and people will be like, hey, and you might connect with them. And so just, you know, I did this job and I, I lived it and I, you know, saw the challenges and I cannot say enough about video emailing and video outreach and how imperative it is to be part of your process. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I and I would say like, you know, I, guys, we'll put the link um, in the show notes here to this infographic we created that's really a blog that kind of lists out the shop results. Um, and so you'll be able you'll be able to see that, you'll be able to download it, you'll be able to, you know, Mark on it, um, take it to leadership, take it to take it to people who need to see this. Um, and if you want to talk more in detail about these numbers and like some of the things that we saw that maybe didn't, that weren't uh, large enough statistics to kind of make the list, um, you know, we can kind of, you know, reach out. We'll, we'll chat about it because this is this is something that no matter what our industry has got to focus on to get better because what's co- what COVID has done for us is it's really drop kicked our industry into the next era, right? And and people have taught I heard I've heard many builders say along the way, like especially as COVID we like lockdowns first happened, you know, we had that 30 to kind of 45 day window of of real uncertainty of not knowing if yeah. if we were going to see another 2008 2009 again. But then once it started picking, you know, like the craziness happened, we got on the Mr. Rogers train and we went to the land of make believe. Um, you know, people were saying, I've been really surprised of how well the buyers have responded to all this virtual stuff. Um, and the, but the reality is the buyers are already there. It wasn't us being surprised that they caught up. It was, we finally caught up to what they were used to on a day-to-day basis. And so what COVID has done is, is it's pushed us into that category and, as vaccinations are happening and as, as places are starting to ease restrictions and we're starting, you know, starting the path to normal, whatever that is, as we're starting the path to normal, I promise you that the, the things that we've been doing during COVID are not going away. Right. Buyers have now seen like, Oh, I can, I can look at five or six homes virtually and not have to physically go out there to determine that I don't like it. Right. I, I I'm now, expecting this level of speed and personalization um, and service um, that they were able to receive 
in every industry, not just ours. Yeah. This, they're being primed by Amazon Prime. You know, they're being, you know, like all the contactless delivery. Like I don't have to interact with a human every single time. Forever. I will never go to the grocery store again. I will, it's <laughs> changed. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to. It has changed the way that we live, the way that we shop, the way that we gather information and agree it's not going anywhere. And we live in a world of convenience. And so that if you didn't have it before, you need to step it up because like you said, this isn't going away. And this really shifted the way that people shop bottom line. And um, I do want to add something that I think is also, we didn't really dive into it in the shop, but it was also something that we uncovered. So we talk about the follow-up time. We talk about the number of follow-ups and the text and, and the different ways you're doing it. But another thing that was very interesting to kind of look at is the content that was being sent. And mm -hmm. so we had the opportunity to see these emails and the, hear these voicemails and the text messages that were coming through as we shocked, shopped them. And I have to say, a lot of the email follow-up was not following best practice. It would just be spewing information about their communities. And so I think there's also room for improvement in the actual content that you're putting out there to elicit response and to engage with these people and get them to respond to you. So great job if you're, you know, sending all the emails and the phone calls, but is the content and what you're putting out there engaging with people? Is it eliciting the response that you need? And there's a process and there's a science behind that as well. And that's equally as important as the speed and the number of times is the content that you have out there. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> so, all right. That was a lot. That was a podcast full of data. So if you're driving, I apologize. Yeah. You probably have to go back and like with a notepad and, and listen to that again. But no, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes so you can digest the data um, and, and really take a hard look at where you're at with your program. Do you have an OSC? Do you not have an OSC? Do you have a CRM? Oh, CR, please, please. I beg you. I beg that, you, a CRM, because you're if you have the right CRM in place, you're going to actually be able to see this information prior to a shop. Now, here's the key leaders out there, right? So you have to be the experts in your company's CRM, because if you are not the expert, then you are setting the tone for the level of importance that you are placing on the CRM usage. And you cannot hold a single person on your team, OSC salesperson or otherwise accountable for not knowing and using the CRM like the back of their hand if you can't do it either. It starts with the leadership. You you literally have to be the expert. You have to be able to sit down like blindfolded and teach and train your team in your CRM to have any credibility to say you have to use your system. If you right. don't, that's it. Yeah, I mean, they have. They you need to have the tools to ha help them succeed, right? So if you don't have those tools in place, then we're we're setting them up for failure. And so you have to start there, kind of looking at the basics and make sure you have, like I said, those foundations in place and those and those tools that you need. Yeah, absolutely. A quick question: um, yeah. We talk about Mister Rogers a lot uh, for some reason today. It's been. I don't filled. know why that just kind of popped in my head. I don't know, but it came up a few times. Did you see the one with Tom Hanks? I have to ask. Wasn't there a Mister Rogers? I did movie? it was actually really really good. It, I I might watch it after this just because some nostalgia. Nostalgia. All right, you you. Uh, I took a trip down memory lane. I actually watched Mister Rogers a lot growing up, so I just had well, to um, throw it out there. 
<laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, very, very good info. Thank you, Alexis, for yeah. coming on. Um, you will we'll have to make sure that you are on much more as a regular. I hope guest. I get invited back. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a newbie here and uh, you know, our program is comprehensive. We have so much to offer and you know, we're just really excited to be able to partner with our builders and just collaborate with the industry even more. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Building Perspective. And uh, if you guys need anything, feel free to reach out. Please connect with myself. Please connect with Molly. Please connect with Alexis. Please. Um, you can find us on all the socials if we're not already connected, but definitely reach out and connect with Alexis. Um, she's got great information. She's definitely going to be sharing over on group two, sharing it out on her personal page. So anyway, just uh, make sure you connect and uh, we'd love to chat. So thanks everybody. Hope you have a great week and uh, see you next week. <laughs>